0: Hello and welcome to the Green Pole podcast. Tonight we will be previewing our clash with the Premier League leaders Arsenal as we swiftly turn our attention away from our unfortunate loss down the road. As always, I am joined by Tom. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, I'm nursing a bit of a sore throat tonight, but uh, going to plough through.
0: Yep, committed to the cause. We'd like to see it. Um, And also we are welcoming back Oscar to the podcast. How are you doing, mate?
2: Not bad, not bad. Looking forward to
0: Arsenal. Absolutely. It should be a good game. Um, later on in the podcast, Tom Canton from Football London and Goona Talk TV spoke to me to give his view from the other side. So do stick around for that. Um, but in the meantime, I think we should begin the discussion. Um, it was an unfortunate 3-2 loss for us on Monday against Brentford. So, Tom, I'll start with you. What did you make of the game against Brentford and what sort of positives can we kind of carry forward?
1: Uh, you know, it was, um, it was a tough game. I think um, the loss of Pallinia showed massively. Brentford hit us really early on with their deflected goal, but I mean, they could have been in front before that. They really flew out the blocks. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we were missing. Missing the big man massively at, at the heart of midfield. Um, obviously, we still scored two goals, so you know you could, you, that's that's a positive you take for the game, especially when we didn't create too much. Um, I don't think we took enough long shots. I don't think David Ray is a, a, an excellent goalkeeper, in my opinion, um, as we know from the playoff final. Rumor has it he's still learning to this day. That's it. Yeah, rumor <laughs> has it. Um, but Brentford, they are the template that we're looking at, really. And as much as it pains me to say, they've got depth in every area, they're a very good, well organized side, and um, they deserve the win on the night. We just looked a bit sluggish, maybe the last few games catch it up with us. Maybe, um, maybe some of the players, you know, the Williams, the Reams, players like that, you know, they've Bit, bit, you know, longer in the tooth. Uh, maybe things are beginning to, to catch up, but I think the positives you have to take is that we haven't got a worry in it about it. We're still above Chelsea, and we're not getting relegated. So, yeah, you know, I thought Vinicius Junior, uh, Vinicius Junior, oh, <laughs> I was Vinicius. playing
0: for Fulham, blimey.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Uh, Carlos Vinicius came on, and uh, I thought he took his goal really well. To be honest, the very deft touch over the top of Rio and. Yeah, I think he deserves a bit of credit for that. Solomon obviously keeping his goal scoring form going. Uh, I've seen a, a few people saying Pereira's falling fallen fallen off a little bit of late. And um yes, he has it in in certain in certain manner, but um it was a great free kick. Absolutely world-class free kick to get it up and down the way he did. And then um, Solomon obviously nodded it in. Um But he's played 51 games this season, Pereira. You know, he's come straight from halfway through the Brazilian season to, you know, picking it up from the Premier League. And he's been brilliant for us. And I think people just need to take a step back and realise this guy cost us £10 Man United were laughing at us when we signed him for that amount of money. And Mm. now he looks an absolute steal. So he'll come back. He'll come good. Same with Mitrovic, another one that people have questioned. He's still not 100%. And... I think, you know, service has been, he's been starved a bit of late. Uh, He definitely was starved on Monday night. I think his first shot came in the 88th minute. I think that was the first time a decent ball was put in the box, to be honest. So Mm -hmm. um, the positives, like I say, to take are definitely, we scored two goals. Brentford are are an unbeaten run of 12 games, you know, only lost to Arsenal at home this season. So, yeah, I definitely think people need to just take a step back and, and think a little bit. This was a really tough game, and even without our best midfielder, we we didn't get embarrassed. You know, we 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 went there and we we gave them a decent end game.
0: Yeah, we definitely put up a good fight. Um, Oscar, what would you add to that?
2: I think first five minutes we were, but just a bit switched off. And I noticed when Brentford were attacking, we were often outnumbered at the back, and I think that's because Bobby. Bobby, Harrison, really, sorry. Um, he he wasn't really used to playing the... He wasn't used to playing Polini's position. And so he, this not, he didn't always track back as much as he should have. And we, so that meant we were often outnumbered at the back. I think, yeah, as Tom said, I think Mitrich was starved of service that game. And I don't think it's very fair to, you know, people commented a lot about his poor performance, but I think his hold-up play was definitely... You know, I don't I have no complaints to that. And you know, him not getting many shots. Well, he can't do it on his own. You you have to bring balls into him. I think that's sort of shown in the last few games. We've struggled, we've struggled to do that because as this as the season's got on, we've become more and more and more predictable. I think we we've sort of gone down the wings. We've been relying on our two our two our left back and right back a bit too much, you know, Tete and Robinson to, you know, cross it in and stuff. And while they are excellent uh, full backs, I don't, I don't think they're up for that kind of pressure. I think we need to sort of look in future games to dive, to diversify our options, especially going forward. I think we need to play more out from the centre. I think the, the goal was excellent, by the way, the P- Pereira pro free kick was, was probably the best I've seen from Fulham since Cabano's days under Parker, because I remember if, if I do correct me if I'm wrong, I remember him scoring a couple in the championship, which were pretty good. Definitely. But that, that yeah, that was probably the best ones I've seen since around then. Um, so Solomon, you know, he's amazing. I don't think we need to comment too much on that. Yeah. I think Mitrich was just, I think it was just start of service. And I don't, I don't think it's fair for people to say we should replace him or something like that. You know, so second half, They really showed their quality, the bus stop in Hounslow, as we like to call them. (laughs) I I think they're they're very good sides. Sadly, very sadly, I have to say that. Yeah. And about Pereira, I think at the start of the season, he's an amazing player. No question there. I think at the start of the season, part of the reason why he looked so good was because he's, as you said, he'd already come halfway through the Brazilian season, so he was already switched on, you know, he was already ready to play, he was fit, he'd had match time, you know, probably, I don't know how long before that, but I'm assuming fairly recently. I mean, a lot of our other squad obviously haven't played proper, a proper league match for, since the last, since the championship, or wherever they played before, let's say like Polinia. So I think he was already switched on, but of course, that also means that his energy levels weren't quite as high to start with. And as you said, he's been playing for an entire season or a half season already on top of what he's already doing here. So I, I definitely think that's part of the reason why he's been. I wouldn't say he's been performing poorly, but I wouldn't say he was as standout as he was at the start, because I remember I remember seeing lots of clips of him, you know, doing some amazing skills on these top, top players. And I think part of the reason why we haven't seen that is just due to fatigue. And I think that's true of a lot of other players in our squad because, as you know, we've got quite a small squad and even though we're in a better place than we were before the transfer window because, you know, we took out, we loaned out Mbabu and we sold Chalaba and we bought in Lukic and Cedric. It's still the same size, the squad. the squad. The squad size hasn't changed and it is a small squad for Premier League standards anyway. And I think part of the reason why we, let's say, haven't been quite as... I wouldn't say quite as good, but we haven't been quite as ambitious and flamboyant as before is because we're tired, because we're a small squad. I think, yeah, I think the result was probably a fair one. And of course, hats off to Vinicius for getting that late goal.
0: Very, very interesting points there, you mentioned. Um, just on looking... that,
1: um, sorry, Kieran, just yeah, on that, ahead I ahead. also think, I also I also believe that part of the issue as well is that teams are beginning to, to show Fulham you know, a a lot more respect than they did at the start of the season. Absolutely. We're coming to a point where we're playing teams for the second time this season and they're looking at us going, they'd done us over last time. You know, they, they were better than us. We need to, we need to do better. We need to, you know, up our game. We need to maybe play a little bit more defensive for the first 20 minutes or so and ease our way into a game. So we are, uh, we are at a point where, where, other teams have not figured us out completely, but they're showing us more respect as, as a Premier League team, and that, you know that—that's testament to, to Marco. That's testament to the players, and that's, you know, that's showing that Fulham have established themselves this season as a, as a real threat to a lot of other teams in the league. Yeah, definitely. Sorry.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. It used to be, you know, previous seasons were in the prem. It was more like, oh, Fulham. That's that's an easy three points. And I, I actually completely agree. You know what Tom said. Teams are starting to give respect. They're starting to, I think they're starting to look at more what we do now, the way we play. And I think they're starting to find out ways to counteract us because counter us because we're we are a good side. And I think people have realised that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you both put up some very good points there. I think the more the main talking point has recently been as as we've already said about andreas Pereira um and I think as we've rightfully said um whilst he isn't maybe performing as well as he could, he is still an important role um in this team, and he is his influence on the pitch is still being seen, of course against Brentford he got he, his free kick was the one which Solomon then headed in on the rebound, and of course his parried shot from Raya was the one that Vinicius tapped in in the last minute of the game, so. You could, you can still bring it build an argument that he is an important player to the squad, which he will continue to be. Um, and as you said, Oscar, with with the players being maybe a little bit off it recently and and teams respecting us more, as you said, Tom, I think over time, Fulham will will adapt to that, and I think we'll we'll kind of grow back into the whole gaining momentum. Um, just to I,
1: add on that as well, sorry, Kieran, just to add yeah, on that, mate. I think, mate, they, I think um, there's a lot to be said for Tom Kearney's influence in the team as well when we were under the caution that second half having kenny able to come on and you know just slow the game down put his foot on the ball and bring us back into a game that is a massive plus for us and we didn't have that and we haven't had it for the last few games and i don't think it's coincidence that since he's been injured we found ourselves struggling to come back into games
0: Mm, another interesting point there to be fair um Another key player, I, which goes under 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 the um, under the spotlight. Um, I'll just shift the um, the focus away slightly. Of course, Sasa Lukic got his first start ahead of um, the suspended Jao Polinia against Brentford. Um, what what did we make of his um, his performance? He was under the walls a little bit, but um, yeah, what do we make of him, Oscar? I'll start with you.
2: I actually thought first half he looked pretty good, apart from you know as we we will as everyone will mention the two challenges. The first, I think, first challenge was definitely a yellow. It was definitely a yellow. There was no question there. Now, uh, in my opinion, they should definitely have, at least the ref should have looked at a red for Tony on that awful challenge. Or not? it wasn't really an awful, awful reaction to Lukic's tackle, where he, you know, where he marked on it, we got studs on his face, went on Lukic's face. And in my opinion, if he had then gotten a red, then we wouldn't have talked about the second incident because it, wouldn't have happened so i think the second incident it was because refs tend to view a second yellow a bit differently i think they tend to have a bit more higher higher expectation of what it needs to be to get that second yellow rather than the first one so i think taking that into account while if it was going to be his first yellow it would have definitely been a yellow that second challenge i don't think i think it was it's fair for people to say that he should have gotten a red foot red in that game, but in my personal totally unbiased opinion, by the way, I don't <laughs> think I don't think it was a I don't think it was a red on his performance, otherwise, he looked quite good. I thought he looked quite creative. I think he was quite calm in possession. I think he was definitely the best of our best of our three midfielders, Harrison and Pereira and Sasha. Uh, but as as it was really commented everywhere. Our, our midfield wasn't the greatest, so I don't think that was a particularly high bar to overcome.
0: Mm. Tom, what would you add to that?
1: I'd, I'd say that, yeah, again, he, he had a good first half. I thought technically, well, we know technically Lukic is, is, is a very good technical midfielder who can play in every position in the middle of the park. I thought he was on it in the first half quite a lot. Um, I thought he faded in the second half and he's probably taken off at the right time. On, on the on the challenge from Tony, I mean, we've seen pictures since of obviously the cuts on his face and also the cut on his leg. Um, in my opinion, I don't think what Oscar said there about the referee having a higher bar set for a second yellow. I just think that Anthony Taylor's looked at it and gone, I've made a mistake in not even booking Ivan Tony. So I'm going to give Lukic the benefit of the doubt for the second booking because for me, He's, he stopped the breakaway. Whistle was away. And it's it should have been a second yellow in any other circumstance. However, I think Anthony Taylor's looked at him and gone, he's just been studded in the face. His legs got cuts on it as well. Maybe I've made a mistake here. So I'll give him a little when bit of leeway on that, on that challenge. Um, in terms of the challenge itself, I think Ivan Tone was very lucky to stay on the pitch. Um, even if he didn't mean it, it's still you know it, it's still dangerous and in this day and age any sort of challenge like that endangers another professional player it, it's it's got to be looked at and the fact it wasn't well it's just ridiculous it's just poor refereeing once again um yeah.
0: it it's certainly an event it's certainly an event in the game which would have changed the dynamic going forward if tony had been sent off um but of course we can't dwell over it too much um so I think, obviously, we've got Arsenal on the weekend. It's, it's time to look forward a bit more now. Of course, it's a tough game. The top of the league, they're favourites to win the um, the Premier League, which I, th- I personally think they comfortably will. Um, so how, how do we how do we think Fulham will approach the a tough game like this against Arsenal without Pelina? Will we go similar to Brentford or will, will we alter things? Oscar, I'll start with you.
2: I think in terms of Personnel, I don't think things will change much, but in terms of the way we play, I, I'm foreseeing a kind of if you guys remember the play, the way we played against Leicester, it was you know quite attacking to start with, and once we get that goal, to become quite defensive. I think probably that's our best shot of getting a result because we're never going to be able to hold that Arsenal attack for ninety minutes. In in my opinion, I just don't think that's realistic. So, I reckon even though the midfield they'd start with looked quite dodgy, in my opinion, you know, especially when tracking back. I definitely think after the first, even though we looked worse in the second half, I think the midfield knew their places a bit better because I think they got used to, you know, Polina, the lack of Polina, who, as we all know, is an absolute vital player in our squad. So I think, I definitely think that, with a bit more training, those guys can not fill to the same standard that uh, that Pelinia set, but I don't think it'll be a million miles off it or dire, I don't think it'll be dire, the, the 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 whole the void they tried to fill.
0: Of course, we will have home advantage with this game as well, which could be a massive boost as well. Um, so we'll see how events play out. Tom, what would you add to that?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think personnel-wise, it won't be too dissimilar to the to the Brentford game. Uh, we may see Bobby Reed come back in, whether it's for Willian or, or Solomon. I, I don't know at this stage. But other than that, I think it would be the same side that faced Brentford. Um, I think Arsenal have just drawn um, away uh, Lisbon two uh, two tonight, something like that. And I've also heard that there's a bit of a bug going round. Odegaard sat out tonight with any Oh no. Illness. Yeah, exactly. So um, maybe, maybe you know the stars are aligning for us. But I think what will happen, I think Marco Silva will go from the off and try and get an early goal, hit Arsenal early with a lot of pressure, a lot of pace. See what what they're what they're like after their exploits in Europe, um, and hopefully we'll get in front. After that, if we do try to sit back, like Oscar says, I don't think we can hold the Arsenal strikers. So yeah i think uh, i think that's the only way we get something out of the game is if we you know we have done it all season right we've gone with no fear mm-hmm. in, in every game so i think it'll be the same the same premise again we'll, we'll attack from the off and try and try and get in front but i think the, the big big key for the game on sunday is to get balls into the box to Mitrovic, uh get Absolutely. him service get him involved because i think when he's involved the rest of the team play better and you know that that speaks for itself really so
0: yeah I think it was certainly a notable um it was certainly notable to hopefully was to Marco um, against Brentford that Mitrovic wasn't as involved as he could have been um, I so do want to you... oh yeah go for it Oscar
2: sorry just want to say very quickly I think this is probably the second hardest fixture of the of the entire season of course barring Arsenal away uh, so I think the most important thing for me is that the lads actually, you know, I think they will definitely put a shift in. I want to see, I want to see them try and put in a good performance, which I think they will. I think in this game, it's unfair to sort of expect us to get results un- unless something happens or they have a weakened lineup or something like that due to the illness or something like that. But I think it's very, I think it's important that we, no matter the result, we continue to support everyone who starts and is subbed on and on the team generally. And this isn't one of the games that we need to be winning. I also think we need to sort of recognise that, that, you know, especially for our aims this season, which was originally to stay up and now now people, you know, talking about Europe and stuff, even if we want to get into, let's say, the conference league, these aren't the games we need to be winning. We need to be winning against people like, I know I'm going to say Brentford, we didn't win, but it was a hard game to win anyway. You know, Chelsea, we've played, we've done, we've played both games now. we got good results against them. Brighton... We got a very good results against. These are the teams that we need to be playing and getting results from. I know it'll be it'll be hard this season, and it has been hard, but those are the teams we need to be beating, not teams like Newcastle or Arsenal. So if we lose and when we lose to these teams, I've noticed a lot of people getting quite down. I don't think we need to look at it like that way because these aren't the games we need to win.
0: It's an interesting point there, to be fair. Um, of course, on paper this does go down as a Fulham loss, but of course, if you consider our other performances against top f- or expected top five teams, we have put in a good shift, barring the losses, the late losses against Manchester against the Manchester's, and of course, we won again we won against Chelsea as well and drew against Liverpool. So it really does open it up really to see how we do approach the game um but as we've already mentioned one man that definitely does need a goal behind him for his confidence levels is mitrovic um do you both see him scoring on the weekend to um to inspire fulham to a victory tom i'll start with you
1: um i don't know to be honest i don't know if he'll score i'd like him to score uh, and i think it all depends on one him and two the service he's he's getting uh we spoke about pereira earlier on and i think that partially they they have a great communication, you know, they've done really well early on in the season, but maybe Pereira's drop-off in form is part of the reason Mitrovic isn't wasn't as involved on Monday night. Possibly because, you know, Solomon's come in on the wing and he's less of a crosser or more of a, you know, I'll cut in and have a shot type person. So so I think we need to try and utilize Mitrovic more. We need as Oscar said, his hold up play is good. He's good at those sweeping balls across the pitch when he does hold it up. He opens the game up well. I think we need to really utilize him on Sunday, because I think he can give Arsenal's two centre halves a really tough game if if we use him, if we use him in the right way, if we get him the service he requires. If we do that, and you can see that in the first 15, 20 minutes, then yes, I'd say he's going to get on the score sheet. If we don't, and he ends up frustrated and isolated like he was on Monday.
0: Yeah, I, I I I mean I don't do it often, but I'd agree with you there. Um Oscar, what would you add to that? <laughs> uh
2: as every as everyone who knows me knows, I, I am the biggest Mitrich fan. I've got I've got his shirt up, battle worn, signed in pride of place in my bedroom, framed of course.
0: Love to say it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I think it's hard to say whether well, he'll get a goal. I don't think I'm not expecting a goal from him. I would love him to get a goal. I think what's very important is, as Tom said, we utilize him better. I think some of the lads, especially um, Tete and Robinson, they need to sort of, they need to get on more crossing drills. I think <laughs> it's very easy for me to say this as someone, you know, who isn't a professional trainer or anything like that. But I think they need to sort of work on their crossing a bit more because a lot of the crossing to him was a bit shoddy. Uh. I think his hold, yeah, as his old said, the holdup play was pretty good. I don't think we have any complaints there. I think the most important thing is that we support him. I've noticed last few games when he's been back from his injury, you know, first first part of the game, he's usually quite lively and he's usually doing quite well. Then he sometimes gets like a big chance. And if he scores, then it's great. But if he doesn't score it, I've noticed his head goes down quite a lot. And I've noticed he's been much more, he's much more timid after that. And I think that's something to do with his confidence from not scoring quite well. So it would be really great if he got gets a goal, maybe not against Arsenal, maybe the fixture after that. But I think I think it's important he gets a goal soon, not, not necessarily just for the club, because as Mark said, we have 12 different goal scorers. So there there is a goal threat throughout the team, but he's our striker at the end of the day. And it's so vital that he's performing, because when he's performing... It adds that bit to our team, as we saw in the start of the season when it, he was looking amazing. It's important that he is firing all cylinders, so then that the entire team fires all cylinders.
0: Yeah, you've pretty much laid it out nicely there. To be fair, um, in terms of the lineup, I think we've touched on it briefly. Um, what, what would you predict for the lineup, Tom? I'll go with you first. What, what's your lineup? I'm pretty sure you've already mentioned it, but just for just for reference.
1: Yeah, you know, it'll be, uh, be the usual suspects. It'll be Leno, um, Robinson, Ream, Diop, Tete. It'll be Lukic and Reed in midfield, Pereira just off of Mitrovic. And then it will just, just be whether Bobby Reed comes back in for for William or, or Solomon. I think he should personally in this game. I know people are probably going to scream at me and be like, what the hell are you on about? You know, but I think, to be honest, Solomon comes out and, Bobby Reed comes back in for this one because mm. we need his running and we need his defensive uh, um, qualities up against um, Martinelli. On that, if it's going to be Martinelli on that side, or whether it's going to be Saka, whoever it is, we need them doubling up on whoever it is. Really, mm. I'm not saying Solomon wouldn't do it defensively, but I'm just saying I think Bobby Reed is tried and tested and knows that. And then maybe we can chuck Solomon on for the last half hour if we're, you know, if we're still deal nil. And, and try and stretch the game and get get
2: a win. Yeah, but yeah, that's
1: um, that's the eleven I'd go with.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty fair to me. Oscar, would you make any changes to that?
2: Um, I would <laughs> say the only th- I would ch- I wouldn't change anything from Brentford. The only thing I'd say is I I think BDR has to definitely come on, but I don't. I think there's reasons to say I think because William, we only he's an amazing player. There's no question there, but I've seen sort of we usually only get about an hour out of him, not necessarily due to fitness, but because, you know, at the end of the day, I think he's 34, 35, you know, he's an old guy, especially especially for a wingers. So I think he should come in for either one, you know, for the reasons he should come in for Solomon, for the reasons that Tom stated or for William. And then we chuck on William for the second half, you know, as someone who's bright and quick and creative and can give us a lot on the pitch, especially in that second stage where, you know, a lot of the players getting more tired, he he can be vital there. So I definitely think BDR should come on, but I think there's a case to say that he could come on for William or he could come on for Solomon. Ah, uh, that's
0: that's pretty fair. Um, I'd be in agreement with Tom, shock, um, over the lineup. <laughs> so, um, because obviously I think Solomon really does suit that impact substitute role. He really does bring the game to life when he comes on, um, amid whatever the score line is. Um, before we round things off, gents, let me get a score prediction from both of you. Uh Tom, what are we going for?
1: Uh, the Fulham fan in me says 2-1 to Fulham, but I think personally that after Arsenal's exploits in Europe tonight, we, we can get a draw out of the game. A draw? 1-1. So one, one.
0: A 1-1 one, one draw. Go in there. You've you've copied my scoreline. Um, Oscar, what's uh, your for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm really sorry to say this, but I reckon 1-0 Arsenal. I'm sorry. Ooh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Scary.
0: It's okay. We respect everyone's <laughs> opinions here. Um, because I'm not going to be Except that one. I'm going to be unique and I'm going to not be Tom because that will just make things boring. So I'm going to go with either. I mean, optimistically, I'm going to go with a two-one victory to Fulham. But I think reality. I think it will be an all-action two-two draw. Yeah, we'll see where that one goes. Ooh. Um, <laughs> for some. Um, before we finish tonight's podcast, as I mentioned at the start of today's episode, Tom Canton from Football London and. The host of Guna, Guna Talk TV. Um, he joined me for a chat to give Arsenal's perspective ahead of Sunday. I'm delighted to be joined by Tom Canton, Arsenal reporter for Football London and the host of Guna Talk TV. Tom, how are you doing? Yeah, very good, thank you, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. It's it's great to speak with you um, ahead of the weekend clash um against Fulham for Fulham and Arsenal um i think we just have to really begin with with such an impressive season that arsenal are having it's it's their favorites to win the premier league um i personally think they'll win the premier league but for you what, what 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 have you made of such an amazing season for the gunners yeah, I'm, obviously, it's one of
3: surprise. Um, we didn't necessarily think that this was going to be um, what we were expecting to see this season. Uh, there was a lot of talk around, you know, Champions League qualification after the disappointment at the end of last season. But I, I think when you consider the fact that it's a young side that showed so much promise last season, another year forwards, uh, and then you add in title winners like Gabriel Jesus and Alexander Zinchenko to the fold, it's just allowed things to level up significantly. Um, and you combine that, obviously, I think it would be amiss of me to say that Liverpool and Chelsea have not, you know, been the same teams mm-hmm. that we've expected them to be in the past. Manchester City, even them, you know, I think they're probably the weakest iteration of a Man city service in the last five years, but they're still very good. And they brought in Erling Haaland, which is obviously a, a monumental signing for them. Um, but that's had its impacts. And I think Arsenal have been the most consistent side in the league this season and they've picked up a lot of points and they've broken a lot of records they didn't previously have and all of those factors have combined to to give Arsenal the lead that they currently have going into this weekend
0: yeah definitely I mean Mikel Arteta's worked magic um, and I think he's certainly up there for one of the managers of the season for sure um, do, you, do you think I'm I'm expecting the uh, the answer which I'm expecting but do you think they'll beat City to the title
3: uh, yeah, I get asked obviously this question a lot um, by friends and, and colleagues and um, I'm always reluctant about <laughs> answering the question because you never want to tell fate. Uh, I, we were talking in the office actually the other day about if we were offered the opportunity to say you can go to the end of the season now and you've got a home game against yeah. Wolves and if you win that, you win the title. And I was the only one that said that they would take that. Um I think a lot of other Arsenal fans like the buffer that we've got, and think that we could even take that buffer toward the end of the season, even though we've got to go to Craven Cottage, of course, and Anfield, and uh, St James's Park, and the Etihad. Still, um, there's confidence. It seems that that we will make it all the way. So, I'm going to say yes and be the optimist I always try to be. Um, but it's it's there's a long, long way to go still.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's a long way to go. But I think we've seen from recent performances, especially last out against Bournemouth, that you're you're a proper champion winning side. Um, two nil down and to come back to winning three two, it really shows the belief and the the confidence Arsenal have, surely.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was in the ground working the game and I've never exper I've never experienced an end of a, a fixture, you know, uh, in person, quite like that. You know, Arsenal fans especially those a bit older than me have experienced some amazing things. 89 in particular, Anfield is is the key one. But, you know, in terms of my lifetime and uh, covering Arsenal as well, that moment felt such, um, it was so integral to Arsenal's season to win that game. Because to be honest, most people went into that thinking, oh, you know, it's it's Bournemouth at home, you'll win this fairly comfortably. Mm. But, and I said this after Villa as well, when we won that game quite late on, the impact that that can have on a team from a mentality perspective especially to come from a player that no one would expect it to in Reece Nelson Mm. um it does a lot more I think for a size than maybe comfortably winning 3-0 4-0 or whatever um and I think it builds more character and more belief and also I think keeps you a bit grounded to know that you know things aren't always going to go so smoothly and you've got to face those challenges and be up for every challenge and conceding in the first minute, I think we can be sure that Arsenal in every game for the rest of this season will be more on it in the first 10 (laughs) seconds of the game now than in any other game we'll see this season.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, It was was a brilliant game and I hugely respect Arsenal for for coming back like that, as you said. Um, Really does show how far they've come. Um, Of course, last time out against Fulham, um, you you came out 2-1 winners after a, f- a fairly tight contest I'd say at the emirates um how how do you think arsenal will approach sunday's game at craven cottage
3: uh yeah it's it's difficult we'll have to see obviously how the team responds um from their their trip to to portugal and um I think that what Arsenal have been able to do this season well is, is manage the the rigorous fixture list. And we have responded well when we've had midweek games. Um, you think about just recently beating Everton 4-0 in midweek. That was our game in hand that we had to play out. Um, we won our group relatively comfortably. We had the one loss against PSV in the group stages, but managed to obviously maintain that position at the top of the table whilst dealing with the, the group stages. So, I think we should be going into the game against Fulham relatively confident. We have got some issues squad-wise. Leandro Trossard, Eddie Nketiah. Um, there's question marks over their availability. It's not said to be serious for Trossard in particular, but it would be a bit of a surprise, I think, to see him in the squad. But who knows? We, we might be surprised. I was at um, London Colony on Wednesday watching open training ahead of the game against Sporting. And the big news from that was Gabriel Jesus was involved. Um, and not just kind of... Tentative, uh, tentatively he was very significantly involved um so his availability at the weekend might be an interesting one to keep an eye out for because he is
0: raring to come back it's fair to say yeah definitely I mean we saw it towards the start of the season he was a key player for you and he, he really showed the quality that he has um in this Arsenal side um it leads me on to this onto my next question really what can we expect any notable changes to, to the lineup? I think from the, the game against
3: Bournemouth, you will, because we made some changes for that game in particular. So Xhaka came out for Vieira, uh, Tommy Asu came in uh, for Ben White. I'd expect both Xhaka and White to start uh, on, on against Fulham. Um, And then obviously Trossard started that game and Reece Nelson came off the bench. So if Trossard is indeed out and continues to be injured, I expect that Martinelli will probably play through the middle um, with Nelson and Saka in in the wide areas, unless there is a shock and Gabriel Jesus is indeed ready. But I think that would be a big stretch. Um, But who knows? Stranger things have happened and the club have been... You know, alluding to the potential surprise of, of his return, they've tried to keep as much of it under wraps as they can. But he looked, when I saw him on Wednesday, Wednesday very, very ready indeed. And I mean, his teammates weren't, you know, taking it easy on him by any means. They were tackling him, going in hard on challenges in training. And uh, you don't do that if you're worried, you know, about damaging a player's knee. So, yeah, that that's an interesting one.
0: Yeah, he's certainly a player which um, if he does play full and will have to keep close tabs on. Um, Like, of course, most of your attack, of course, Saka and Martinelli have, have thrived this season, not forgetting Odegaard as well. Are they all key players which our full-backs will have a fun time defending against? fun time is the... <laughs> it's a schadenfreude, <laughs> I think.
3: Um, Yeah, look, Odegaard in particular is the one that I think stands out for me. Um, everyone knows about Bakaya Saka and knows how good he is. Um, and obviously being an English talent as well, you, you become more familiar with him. But for me, Odegaard's been my player of the season um, um, because he's just taken every single challenge that everyone put him at the end of last season, which was to to shoot more, to get more goals, to to create more goals. And he's done that. You know, he's on nine goals in the Premier League now, um, nearly on double digits, uh, and obviously got a, has got goals in big games, the North London Derby earlier this season as well as the main one. But uh, his vision and creativity has just been absolutely fantastic.
0: Absolutely, um, he's certainly been a player which I've relied on a lot in fancy Premier League as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just to round things off, can you um, give us our, give us your score prediction ahead of the weekend?
3: Yeah. Um... Look, Fulham's a very difficult place to go. In fact, I'll put it down as probably one of our trickiest... I say one of our trickiest, So we've still got to go, as I said earlier, to Anfield, the Etihad Anson and St James's Park. Part. But behind those, I'm looking at Fulham as, as the next big challenge after them, um, who, by the way, have had a, a, fantastic, a fantastic season. season. I, I cannot speak more highly of, of what Fulham have done this year. It's a brilliant achievement. Um, and, and I know that signings have obviously been made there, but... I think obviously you learned from the mistake when you came up last time where you went mad in the market and yes. you know spent crazy money on players that you know you think about uh, Seri was the big one I remember the most and kind of fallen off a cliff since then. <laughs> but they, that you've built a really cohesive unit. Um Palina not being there is a big loss. Um and if you're an Arsenal fan, you're looking at that midfield and thinking, thank goodness Palinha's not there because he's a fantastic talent. Mm. Um so I'm gonna say Arsenal will just nick it two one in Ooh. this one.
0: Another two one victory for the Gunners. Um, <laughs> yeah, as, as you said, Pulina is definitely going to be a huge loss for us. I mean, we saw it against Brentford. He he mm. was he was a key player that was evidently missing. But hopefully, Fulham will find a way to mitigate it. And I, I think I'll go for a. a I mean. If I'm being realistic, I think I'll go for a score, a, a one-all draw. But if I'm being optimistic, I'd go, go for a 2-1 Fulham victory, but would nick it late on. But who knows which way it's going to go. Um, and we, we can certainly hope for a an end-to-end all-action all game, really. Um, would certainly be a, a, good, a good game um, to, to see at Craven Cottage. Um, but Tom, it's been brilliant speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time no problem at all pleasure and we we wish you the best of luck on Sunday I I won't repeat that
3: entirely backwards
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was Tom Canton of Football London speaking with me there ahead of the weekend Um, and as we've mentioned let's hope for an all action game which Fulham may hopefully come out victorious Uh, gents Tom Oscar it has been a pleasure chatting to you as always thank you very much is there anything else you'd like to mention
1: before we end this podcast (laughs) no, no, all good. Yeah, hopefully, we can uh, beat the gunners on Sunday. Yeah, let's
0: let's hope we can grind out a a scrappy result. Um, And thank you, thank you for listening, and um, come when you whites.